Welcome to The Prevention Perspective, a podcast dedicated to sharing information, ideas, and resources about violence prevention work. The topics discussed in this podcast, including healthy relationships, prevention practices, and dating or sexual violence can be difficult, and we urge you to listen with care. Our hosts are not licensed counselors or mental health professionals. If you or someone you care about have experienced domestic, dating, or sexual violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can also find more resources in the description of this podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Prevention Perspective. My name is Tracy DeMarcus. I am your host, um, Prevention Program Manager at the WCA in Boise, Idaho. Um, And coming to you for our final episode in October, which is recognized as Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yeah, I really just want to share some thoughts with you today. Um, as a lot of you may know that we work really closely with a group of students in our area called the youth reps. If you've been listening to our podcast now for a little while, you probably heard some of them on before sharing their knowledge and insight and experiences. And I am so grateful to get to work with these amazing young people. They really do change the way that I look at my work. They change the way that I do my work. They also keep me young um, and feeling youthful and give me energy and hope for what we are trying to accomplish as an organization. And um, I just am so grateful that they share their time um, with us in the ways that they do. And so obviously during Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we spent quite a bit of time as a group with the youth reps talking about what is domestic violence? What do teens need to know about it? How might this impact a teenager's life? And when we are talking about these things, like sometimes it might feel disconnected. It might feel like, well, teens don't experience domestic violence in the same way as adults, so they don't necessarily need to be aware of what's going on or a part of a Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, But we just feel like it's so important to involve youth in this conversation at every opportunity and really getting a discussion going with them of what do they think they need to know about domestic violence? What do they think their peers need to know? And so I had the pleasure of having a few of the youth reps in the studio with me earlier this week to share kind of their thoughts and opinions on what is the most important things they want people to take away from Domestic Balance Awareness Month. So I'm going to be sharing their brief clips um, and then speaking a little bit more to them. And yeah, hope that you enjoy hearing directly from these young folks who are doing amazing work, who are so passionate and caring and want to create change in their communities, um, that we are just so blessed and so grateful to be able to work with every, every single day. So without further ado, 
I am going to kick us off with our first um, youth rep clip um, and what Mia thinks is important to know about domestic violence. I think it's really important for teens to realize that domestic violence isn't just physical. It can also come through um, mental abuse and emotional and physiological like impacts towards a person. Mm. And realizing that it is not only physical is a huge step to maybe realizing that the people that you have been around in your life aren't the best choice for you to keep hanging out with mm. because they have done things emotionally to you that are not great for your mental state. I'm so grateful that Mia brought up the fact that recognizing domestic abuse as more than just physical things is so important, not just for adults, but for teens. And it makes me think about when kids or children are growing up in homes where domestic violence is happening. It doesn't just mean that there's physical violence going on. If there's emotional or psychological abuse, if there's manipulation or coercion happening, um, that does impact the dynamics of that home, that does impact the dynamics of a family, and can impact young folks in a very, very serious way. And so, honestly, teens may not recognize at some points that they, in fact, grew up in homes where abuse was happening because it wasn't that obvious physical violence. So I think it's so critical that we identify that and call that out. And so grateful that Mia brought that up, which leads me to our next contributor, um, Alex, on what he thinks is important for teens to know about domestic violence. Um, I think it's a really simple thing, and I think it's a thing that we hear a lot, but I think we need to know that it's not our fault. Um, you know, when we first experience domestic violence, when a lot of young people first experience domestic violence, they first experience it at a very young age. And when we're five or six or seven or however old, we haven't yet developed the uh, abstract thinking skills necessary to be able to realize that something happening adjacent to you isn't always your doing, isn't always your fault. Um, we always try to reason at that age because that's the only thing that we know how to do is to try to connect it to ourselves. So we connect it to ourselves. And even if later in life we can think critically about it and think at a, a cognitive letter level that it's not our fault, we still you know, these foundational patterns of thinking that we formed at a young age, we carry that with us and we internalize when we see domestic violence happening or when we remember or back on it happening, we think at the subconscious level, this is my fault, I this is my doing. Um, and so we need to learn how to reason with this and how to navigate this and how to exit this pattern of thinking that is so deeply ingrained in us because we engage in it at such a young age. Mm. You know, I think that can cause a lot of young people anguish and um, just general upset because we don't realize why we're upset about it. We can't, you know, we, we think consciously, okay, well, this is, I, I'm able to think about it this way. I'm able to separate myself from it, but deep down, it's really difficult to. And when we internalize this, it leads to us feeling negatively about ourselves and negatively about um, things we really can't control. Alex brings up such an amazing point here. And that, again, when there are children growing up in homes where domestic abuse, domestic violence is happening, 
they may internalize it and believe that it's their fault or that they have some cause in that happening. And that can create some really damaging thought processes, patterns and behaviors for them in their life. Um, and I think it's just so important and so great that Alex is speaking to that because there can be that guilt or shame or fault around abuse in a family. And that's never a burden that a child should bear. It's never a victim's fault. And children in those homes are victims of that abuse happening, even if it's not directly impacting them, if the behavior is not directly um, targeted at them, they are victims of that abusive dynamic in that household. And it's so important for everyone to be reassuring young folks, reassuring kids and teens that it's not their fault that that was happening. And that just because it did happen, it doesn't mean that it has to continue. It doesn't mean that they have to continue those patterns in their relationships or later on in their lives, but they do have the power to break that generational cycle of abuse. Next, we'll hear from Ella about what she thinks is most important to know about domestic violence. I think teens need to know that domestic violence can happen or occur to anyone, no matter like who they are, what they look like, their gender, sexuality, or race. Mm. But I think that even no matter who they are, it's still not okay for that to happen to whoever they are. There definitely are stereotypes or assumptions made about the types of people that abuse can occur to. And I'm so grateful that Ella brought that point up that unfortunately domestic violence can and does happen to anyone, regardless of your identities. Um, We do know that there are some things that make it more likely that somebody will be victimized by violence And oftentimes marginalized communities or folks with marginalized identities experience violence at higher rates than the general population. So these are just some really, you know, difficult, but real, um, things that we have to keep in mind. And again, when we're thinking about our work in prevention and trying to shift our cultural narratives, um, We have to be able to hold all of those things, all of those truths, and try to be intersectional with the work that we do in recognizing um, how people's identities can impact the experiences that they've had. So finally, I want to leave us with a clip from Kate and what she believes is most important for folks to know about domestic violence. Um, I think it's important for young folks just to know about like domestic abuse because I feel like sometimes um, younger people don't feel like that they know anyone of those experiences or like it's like not applicable to them and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But like realistically, like everyone knows someone who's experienced that or in your lifetime, you will experience that, which is incredibly unfortunate, but true. Or like maybe as like a child, like you experienced that and like you just didn't really connect those pieces. Like everyone knows someone or everyone has like maybe someone has, you know, has experienced it. And trying to like separate ourselves from that just because like we may not understand it or it doesn't feel like applicable to us doesn't really move move us forward and like creating a world without domestic violence Mm -hmm. so I think it's just important to like 
put ever like have more empathy and like put ourselves in other people's shoes and realize like there is probably someone I know who has been through that and just hasn't told me that yet and I need to be more of a better active listener and like doing more work in my community to make sure like this doesn't continue to happen. I love this message that Kate brought to the studio and thinking again in terms of our work doing prevention, we're never going to be able to eradicate or end violence if we are not involving and centering young folks in these conversations. They are the change makers in our communities, in our society, and they do have the ability and the power to be able to shift the narrative that we're trying to create. And regardless of whether a teen has grown up in a home with domestic violence, whether they have experienced trauma, um, we all know someone who's experienced those things and we all have a duty to each other as humans to be a part of a change, a solution. And I truly believe that young folks are the key to that. And for so long in so many, so many ways and so many areas, adults make assumptions that, Oh, these are, these are adult issues or these are things that Adults don't, you know, can take care of and don't need the perspective of young people. And I just think that's so short-sighted and so problematic um, because they, they are going to be the force that can create a better world for everyone. And we need to be absolutely recognizing that that power that they have providing whatever support we can as adults, giving them the spaces to explore and create and talk to one another about these things. And that is really what we are trying to do at the WCA in our prevention program, in the youth rep group. Um, I really see my role as providing the space, providing the snacks, providing the, um, structure for these young folks to be coming together to have these conversations with one another. And I, I get to learn from them and I get to host space with them and share laughter and fun and, um, and serious dialogue about these really challenging things. And, when I think about why it's so critical that we're doing this work the way that we're doing it and being intentional about the work that we're doing with young folks, I just, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any other way. Um, So I so appreciate you listening and hearing from these amazing youth that are doing such incredible and empowering and wonderful creative awesome things in their community. I hope that you have a chance to work with young people um, or talk to young people about these things. I think it's such an incredible 
learning opportunity for adults to hear from youth um, from their perspectives. And um, really that's our, that should be our jobs as adults to be that listener, to be that sounding board. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for the work that I get to do every day with these young people. And I am looking forward to having them on the podcast again soon. Um, and I'm so grateful that you are choosing to spend some of your time today listening to me and to our, our young people and hope that you will join us next time on the prevention perspective. Thank you for listening to this episode of the prevention perspective. Again, if you or someone you know has experienced domestic, dating, or sexual violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. Or you can call the WCA's 24-hour hotline at 208-343-7025. Don't forget to follow us on social media at WCA underscore Boise and WCA Youth Reps. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like us to cover or get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, contact us through the email provided in the description of the podcast. I hope that it will help you to do a better job.